Thanks for tuning in to the Tiny and Big Podcast. We're a third culture couple sharing insights, one conversation at a time. I'm going to ask you a question really quick. I don't want you to think about it. I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your head. All right, here we go. Who's in charge of the cooking? You. (laughs) (laughs) I fucked up. I'm joking. It's equal. (laughs) Okay, here's the better question. Who should be... In, in charge. charge of the cooking. Okay, depending on the dish, whoever's better at it, and two, whoever's whoever has the right time during the day. That's probably the civil political answer. I'm trained for these situations. <laughs> but to be honest, like 99% of the time, you just make better food, and you also enjoy cooking. So let's just okay, be fair. Okay, okay. I'm not that's... saying you should be in the kitchen. That's not the setting here. Sometimes you know that I enjoy actually cooking for you. I make mean sh- shrimp tacos. That's true. I make oh, yeah. I make a great oh, yeah. omelet. Let's be fair. No, no, no. Sometimes <laughs> I wear the apron, and that's important. All right? I think, I think, okay, maybe, like, in our relationship, it's different. But what do you think about, like, in in general, in general society, should there be a distribution of roles where one, one party is more responsible for a certain domain in the house, outside the house? Domain. All right. Using big words. Honestly, like, I'll give you, and I, I, I know we're speaking, first of all, let's just kind of take a step back here we're speaking about gender roles but specifically within the household and also given our personal experience so as a caveat maybe a little disclaimer this is not indicative of everything that's occurring mm-hmm. just want to be sensitive yeah. to the fact that this might not be everyone's situation i'll start by talking maybe just briefly about the way i grew up in our household okay. what i saw you know just in terms of how my parents split up their roles when i look at my parents the, this term general was never actually like it wasn't a part of our vocabulary it wasn't ever a, a rigid definition it was just it was natural right so for for example like you know both my parents were working in very different fields my mm-hmm. mom the natural salesperson my dad the academic finance guy very different roles very different titles very different mm-hmm. positions and it just felt natural like f- from a from a working perspective they both had their thing going on which was great to see you know they were both happy in what they were doing professionally and whenever they came back to the house, even then, like, we didn't have very, very defined roles, per se, right? It was always just an element of balance. Like, where could my dad help my mom? Where could my mom help my dad? Mm-hmm. And so if my mom was, let's say, uh, late from work and she was honestly tired, she maybe went to the gym at the same time, came back, it's, it's late, my dad might help with dinner, right? Or if vice versa, my dad came home late, my, dad, my mom would put in more effort to make, you know, a special dinner for my dad. Um, sometimes my, my dad would help my mom make dinner but to be honest you know she's actually the better cook that's just the truth i don't know if you'd want me saying this mm-hmm. but uh, it really is the truth like she she's she's better at it she also enjoys it there is that element and there are a lot of things by the way chore wise that my mom really doesn't like you know ironing being one of them and my dad actually loves it for some fucking reason but he loves ironing mm-hmm. he likes vacuuming he does his own thing and it helps around the house and so the point being here is we always had this natural element of I'll step in when you need me, and I complement the gaps just like any natural team would do. So basically, when I asked you the question of who belongs in the kitchen, it's just like who's the better cook, or like who belongs, like who's meant to do laundry. It's just the person who actually enjoys doing laundry. That's how the roles should be assigned, in your opinion, or if they should even be assigned. Maybe they don't need to be assigned. Maybe it's just everyone does everything. Maybe some days one side is busy and the other side has to just do the laundry and the dishes for example yeah i mean don't, don't, i mean don't get me wrong like i think the 
having assigned roles sometimes is important. You know, just like in routine, like it's important to to have somewhat defined roles at least during a day because it's gonna get hectic. Like that's fine. I'm I don't think. And, and by the way, it's not what you should or shouldn't do. I'm just speaking about what what I saw and I th- what I think personally makes sense. But I, I think with my with my parents, it was just again, it was natural. It mm-hmm. wasn't like my dad was like, oh, you have to be in the kitchen or you can't leave the house, you can't go work. I mean, this this it sucks even saying this because we live in North America and it's not as prevalent mm-hmm. as it is in the Middle East, unfortunately, in some conservative areas or families. Mm-hmm. But that being said, it was again, it was never it was never def- it was just what we did, what, what we felt was natural. And my mom always told me this thing, too. And my dad, uh, and they kind of gave us this advice when, when we got engaged was, you know, although it's naturally divided and you know there's always equality in the house there was never this feeling of you know you're more important than i am Mm -hmm. yeah they still although it's equal roles they still acknowledged the differences in their roles say more so in in the sense of like my mom there was a saying where my mom was was basically trying to communicate to me that listen a man will always have his place in the house and a woman will always have her place in the house and each have to be respected separately, but also, uh, how do you say it? Like, mission independently, but col- collaboratively, basically. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes right. sense. So even though you, you have equality, just that just because that equality exists doesn't mean that you also can't embrace your differences and also bring those differences to the table when they're needed. Mm-hmm. So have your place, right? Because I'm not a woman at the end of the day. I'm a man. That's what I identify as. So we're, we're going to have to bring those differences to the table and actually make something happen with that. Was it the same for you? Because your situation was different, right? Yeah, it's a household of women. I had like a very different, similar upbringing, similar like values, but for example, my mom didn't work. Mm -hmm. So when my mom and my dad got married in the early 90s, my dad was working in Saudi at the time, and my mom, even though she was working when she was living in Lebanon, when they moved to Saudi, women weren't really welcome in the in the in the workforce or in the workplace so they basically came to this arrangement where uh, my dad would work outside the home and my mom would work inside the home Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we grew up with but uh, uh, the lesson that they would remind us every day my sisters and I is that no one's like their contributions to the house and to our family were equal just because my dad is out there doesn't mean that he should like he his work is valued more or his contribution is more important and also my mom like my dad would remind us like everything we have everything that i'm able to do outside the house is only possible mm-hmm. because your mom is is she's my, taking care of the others yeah because my yeah. mom is your, your mom is my other half she's helping me i would i wouldn't be able to do all everything at the same time my parents weren't living in a bubble and they knew that just because this was happening in our household where both roles were being respected and women had as much say as men they knew that that's not the the reality of the world we live in my dad had his own experiences as a as a as a man in lebanon working in the middle east and i think he observed from like family members or friends he observed what would happen to women who were left to the mercy of men, for example, like for lack of a better phrase. And he never wanted that for us, for my sisters and I. So from a very young age, he would tell us, like, I want you to be able to stand on your own two feet. 
I don't want you to um, be in a position where you have to rely on anyone, let alone a man. Mm-hmm. Um, study, work. There are so many opportunities out there for you. You can do it. You are more than enough. You're worthy. You're able to do anything you want, anything you put your mind to. How can we support you? If you want to learn how to, to bake and stay at home, sure, that's great. Also, if you want to be an astronaut, sure, that's also great. You can do anything you set your mind to. Yeah, like I always got that vibe from your parents, right? Like, what, what, so I think the important part here is also whatever your, your role is and the one that you decide on independently, but also with your partner, just to do that 100%. Like, there's no shame. And I love how, like, this is kind of where it, beca- it becomes a bit tricky, right? Mm-hmm. Because if, let's say, someone actually decided, like in your mom's case, she decided and she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. What I love about your mom is that she, one, decided that independently and with your dad. Like, for her, it, it was like a CEO of a household, right? Yeah, we, Like, we, it's we, 100% effort. And that's what was amazing seeing that, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's nothing not admirable about that. It's it's a much harder job than any corporate job out there. It is. It really is. I think... I think you're, you're right. There's no shame in it. I certainly don't see any shame in it. Um, I do think it's much, much more difficult than any corporate CEO oh, yeah. job. However, society doesn't see it that way. That's, I think, and that's where the bigger issue lies, is that people appreciate and admire um, entrepreneurs, CEOs, doctors, lawyers, and they look down upon like the w- the women that are staying home, mm-hmm. and that's and I think that's where that's where we have a problem in our society. It, it's it's also difficult just to decide when when you should really go and and you know pursue your career on on both sides. And by the way, this is again this is another topic where it's not just based on one type of gender. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a perspective. Like you know how sometimes there's this 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 kind of thinking that. For women, for instance, at one point in your career, if you decide to have kids, you might have to pull back a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But honestly, I experienced that pullback, obviously not in having kids, but <laughs> but uh, a pullback in like in wanting to put more emphasis into my relationships. Okay. Right? So for instance, when, when we were dating and we were dating more seriously and when we were getting closer to the engagement, I had to pull back on some things because I had to give you and I had to give it meaning like the relationship the engagement all that stuff the family i had to give it more time because it's deserving of that mm, you, you get I where get i'm going it. with yeah, this yeah yeah so it's a, it's a balancing act yeah and oftentimes like that that gets said more so on women like oh you know like you, you can't push too much on your at one point you're gonna have to pull back and you know you're you absolutely right like it does get placed more on women they say like you well a, a woman is unreliable because she has to take care of the kids she might miss meetings she can't stay late she has to feed the kids she's gonna take maternity or leave. the opposite like yeah, oh blah, she's, blah, she's, blah. she's too power hungry and it's not good for the family you know what i mean like there's also the other side of it yeah so th- basically to show you like women can never win because if she's too dedicated they'll be like to why did she have kids in the first place? Mm-hmm. If she's not going to be around, she's a bad mom. Or vice versa, like, why did she apply to be a lawyer if she's just going to be at home every day at 6 p.m. to feed the kids? Whereas men, they don't feel that pressure. They can c- contribute in and out of the house and no one will like... So I, I think two things on that. I think, one, women can win. They can, they can win in the sense from... This is my opinion, but obviously... 
you know, they, they can win in the sense, in, in the way we were structuring the argument, in the sense that they shouldn't, in that case, they just wouldn't care about what anybody would say, right? Your mom's certainly one. that's easier said than of done. Of course, I'm just saying, in a, in a utopia. Yeah, it's about perspective it's for perspective. sure. And I think it's about, again, what you want. And the, the truth is, is that there are some women who have no desire to get married and have sure. kids and do the whole baby thing. It also exists with men, though. Right. Think about a guy who, for instance, is is way too laid back, not as ambitious, stays at home all the time. Yeah. Now you have a deadbeat. Hell no. Nobody wants a deadbeat. Right. Mm. Now take the other end of that. Someone who works way too much, a power hungry fellow who all he cares about is the title, the next promotion. Right. People love that, though. They, they, they don't say like they, they don't say that he's aggressive or power hungry. Blacks, they say he's ambitious, he's strong, he knows what no, he no, wants. No, that's not true. That's not true. I think so. Uh, on, so on the surface, like if I don't know you, right? Yeah. Like let's say I'm scrolling on IG and I see that, I'll see the flashiness and whatever. Maybe I think, oh, that's that's cool, right? Because that, that carries with it societal status. Okay. So like... But that's, a, that's attractive. Of, so of like course. people who are seeing it of are course. like, oh, that comes wow, with currency. he's killing it. Yes, that comes with currency. But let me tell you who's not saying he's killing it. And that's the people who care most about him and who are closest to him. And that's his closest family, yeah, his partner, okay. and his, his kids, likely. Okay. His parents, etc. So the, the people that are most meaningful to you are the ones giving you the valuable feedback. And the ones usually that are very, very far removed are giving you the admiration because you carry societal currency that they think is worthy. Mm. You see the difference? So then what do you do? <laughs> what's the what's the what's the solution i don't know if, if there is a solution to be honest i mean at the end of the day they're all going to have pros and cons right now we're going to get into a very very different conversation like in terms of you know if you really want to succeed bad enough i mean maybe you have to go to those lengths and and it's going to come with repercussions right you're going to have to make compromises i don't think you mm-hmm. can like you can never you can never be ultimately very very successful at something without giving it a hundred percent that's why back to our earlier point to tie this back in terms of how we were brought up or in the household that we lived in you know the whole gender role situation was always a balancing act it was never a hundred percent it was always a a changing wheel it was sometimes 80 it was sometimes 70 and those percentages were carried differently by either your mom your dad my mom my dad yeah because it's a partnership at the end of the day right that's that's the way we were brought up and i to be like personally, that's that's how I approach this relationship. So again, I ask you. Yeah. Who does the? One hundred percent you. I told you from the start. I didn't even hesitate. I literally said yes before I blinked. Okay, here's a better question. Okay. <laughs> um, that all of that being said, mm-hmm. what do you think about uh, when couples first start dating, and then there's this expectation on the guy, especially if he's Arab, that he has to like bankroll this whole thing. Like pay for the date? Pay for the date, pay for the next 50 dates, pay for the cab. Hold on, sell your horses. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about the first date, all right? Jesus. No, uh, homies, if you're listening, my personal take on this is I think guys should pay for the first date. And that's often because in most situations, it's going to be the guy asking the girl out on a date. I don't know if that's right or wrong, to be honest. I think it's it's also it has a it's a bit of culture. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, there's a bit of culture. I'm sorry, like I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but personally speaking, like I would 
and and literally every single scenario of dates I've been on, it was how many dates, George? All right, let's not get into numbers, (laughs) but it was it was me asking for someone else's time to go out for a dinner, whatever, right? So I understand, and I think because of that, like in my opinion, it's like me asking for your time, Mm -hmm. and me asking for your time randomly because I like you, and hopefully you like me, and you know this dinner and conversation will hopefully figure out if there is some chemistry. And me paying for it is just a small gesture, I guess, gesture to thank you for your time. Okay. And then for That's the how I rationalize it. I don't know if this makes sense. I'm no, no, no. I, no, it makes sense. <laughs> and and uh, w- w- the other thing is, is that that's how men tradition, like we have, they evolved to pursue women. They would show mm-hmm. their dominance in some way. Mm. And women... In return, they would get all dressed up and look pretty because that's the value that they're socialized to offer, if that makes sense. And I think a lot of it is also cultural. Yeah, so then, like, this is how it's evolved to, like, what it looks like now. But Because in the Arab world, I mean, it's very taboo. Like, and and I don't know why, but it's just ingrained. This is the way we were brought up. What? What's taboo? I, I can't. Like on a first date, as an example. Oh no, sh- there wouldn't be a Hell second no. date. Yeah. <laughs> oh, be? first of all, there were, yeah, on the other side. But I mean, from from the guy's perspective, it just doesn't happen. Like you just pay for it. Yeah. It's just the way we were brought up. Now this is cultural. Whether you think it's right or wrong, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I get but it. for us, that's that's the way things were. Now, that being said, if I was on a first date and you say, "Listen, I'd really appreciate it if, uh, maybe not for this one, but for the next one, let let me get like I'd like to treat you or like we'd split it," I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Why do you think there are men who aren't okay with that? Insecurity. You know, insecurity in the sense that this is one way to show, to your point, dominance. Right? Um, and also, I guess, just it, it's like ingrained in your mind. Because it's this cultural thing and this is the way you were brought up, it's almost like a, a bit of a guilt or a bit of like a betrayal. It's shame. It's, it's not shame. Good. Yeah, yes. sorry. That's the one I'm more like. That, 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 that's what it sounds yeah. like. It's like, oh no, what, what happened to my masculinity if a yeah. woman is like picking up the tab? Because it's associated with it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, unfortunately, in large part, the reason why this was the case historically was because, at least in our part of the world, in in, in a large, large part, it was the men who were making the money. Yeah, women couldn't pay, if, even if they uh, wanted unfortunately, to. Unfortunately, <laughs> that was the case, right? And I think that, that just kind of carried up towards now. But obviously, you know, financial situations are changing. The corporate dynamics are changing, although a bit gradually, but it's progressing. And I think that's what's leading to this mix now. My take is pretty much the same. Um, I understand maybe on the first date, guy has to like demonstrate his worth and what he can offer and how he can provide and how he's going to pamper and take care of this woman. So he has to, quote unquote, pay for the first date. But personally, again, going back to the way that I was raised, my dad didn't like, especially my mom and my dad, would they wouldn't let like ingrain this message that, no, you're the lady, so you just sit there and mm-hmm. you look pretty. No, it was always like, how can you contribute in any way, shape or form? Um, offer to pay for your share. If he still insists on paying, that's fine. But you get the next like next one or maybe you get dessert or maybe like yeah that, that that's the key part actually with what you said you know in terms of getting dessert it's basically like just being thoughtful yeah right? you're coming to the dinner just being thoughtful so you know if, if the other person insists whatever the, the man or the woman that's cool then you're like you know what ice cream on me 
right? That is that's so nice. much better. It's cute. But, like but that. so that's what really pisses me off about some people. I'm mm-hmm. not even talking about men or women. Some people who show up or like show up to a relationship expecting one party to pull more weight, either by paying or bankrolling the whole thing or by cooking and cleaning and doing the laundry and all the folding and the, the, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. The inequality is what pisses me off. There's actually a good book on this, uh, Split the Difference. I haven't read it, but I've seen a lot of people recommend it. And it actually... Uh, how do you know it's a good book? Because a lot... Of, no, no, because a lot of people... Uh, because, <laughs> because one, I'm, I'm Lebanese. This is one thing that Lebanese people do all the time, by the way. It's a great book. It's yeah. wow. It's amazing. Did you read it? No. No, no, it's... Uh, I was going to say, like... I, it looks like a great book. I've heard it's a great book. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> no, you Why'd said, you make me seem no, like I, I, you said, I said it looks you, like a great book? You said there's this great book. Ah, yeah, because people are recommending <laughs> it. Anyways, fuck it. Just read Split the Difference. Okay, hopefully you enjoy What's this. What's it about? I didn't read it. <laughs> I can't tell you. Uh, it's splitting honestly, the difference. Is it about like uh, splitting cost between men yes, and women? Okay. Which is why I brought it up. Thank you nice. for shitting on my parade. <laughs> Thank you very much for, for recommend this book recommendation. All of our listeners are going to be super excited. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found this valuable, please subscribe and feel free to carry on the conversation.